Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to Beautifully Broken. My name is Sabby, and if you don't know who I am, I started a YouTube channel called Beautifully Broken over a year ago where I started giving tips, guidance, tools, and knowledge on how we can better understand ourselves, our past, and present stories, and in doing so, we can help heal our mental health. I help others gain a deeper understanding of themselves so that they can heal what needs to be healed in order to move forward into a happier sense of self. We all have that inner voice in our head that can get a little chaotic sometimes. So I help to better understand ourselves so that we can listen to that voice and so that things can get a little bit more clear. So recently I uploaded a couple of videos on my channel in the last two weeks um, of how to get through breakups when you suffer from depression and anxiety. Now, when you already have depression and anxiety, it's it's hard. I mean, when you get your heart broken, or even when you have to be the one to break up with someone, it's not an easy road. Um, but when you already kind of suffer with a mental illness, regardless, it seems like things are just a little bit more tough. I mean, you know what I mean. Like, it's a little harder to get out of bed than it would be normally... Those darker thoughts in your head just get a little bit more dark. And it's like you have this, I call them anxiety gremlins, where they just kind of take over your brain. And it's like someone else is driving the car entirely and trying to steer you off the road, as dark as that sounds. But that's what it's like living inside the mind with someone who suffers with a mental illness. So when you do suffer with, you know, depression and anxiety, it's... It's tough to get through a breakup, I'll be honest. I very recently had to go through something, and um, I went through two breakups, actually, in a year. <laughs> so that wasn't fun um, at all. It was actually really, really tough, but I don't regret it. I don't regret it at all because it, it ended up teaching me a lot about myself, and I think every single one of us can relate to that. And we either learn what we don't want in a partner, or we learn the mistakes that we've made and how we can improve. So for me, I see it either way as a win, you know. Um, sometimes things don't work out how we want them to, but there's a blessing behind it. And for me, honestly, the blessing was the fact that my earlier breakup in February, I had ended a two-and-a-half-year relationship because, you know, we just were growing in different directions. And that can sometimes be the hardest one to move on from because you care and love someone so much but you just know that it's not going to go anywhere so you have to be the bigger person and do what's best for both of you and so that was really tough for me and then unfortunately I ended up falling into another relationship pretty quickly which I don't regret but I wish I had gone slower to be honest because I took a lot of my baggage from my two and a half year relationship into that new relationship with someone that I had been friends with for years and it ended up just completely exploding um, and that was the harder one to move on from because and I'm sure everyone has been through this when something ends and it's out of your control right say someone breaks up with you and they give you no reason why. Or they give you like 12 different reasons and there's no concrete one. And you're just kind of sitting there going, okay, like I don't understand what's happening. And you don't have closure. And I think it's funny because closure is overrated. 
to be honest, um, you don't need closure to move on. The way something ended is its closure. But when you're not given closure, our brain does something interesting, right? Like, have you ever seen the movie Blair Witch Project? And the POV style is on purpose because the director doesn't want you to see everything all at once. It's like a mystery, right? Now, when you leave a relationship that has no closure, it's almost like your brain tries to fill in the gaps as to what you think the reason may be from every little angle, similar to if you're watching a psychological thriller or a movie and your brain's trying to fill in the gaps of a story, it does something in a very similar nature to when you have an unresolved conflict. Your brain tries to figure out why or it'll connect dots that are not supposed to be connected whatsoever. So that brings me to my first video that I uploaded a couple weeks ago on how to break toxic relationship cycles and you know you'll notice that if you go from one relationship to another very quickly and you haven't healed from the past one you you will start to treat this new person like your ex because you haven't healed from what needs to be healed so you just repeat the cycle and the pattern with anyone to be honest until you heal that old story if you never heal that old story It'll just keep replaying over and over and over again. And if you want to get spiritual with it, um, we see this in, you know, learning lessons in life, right? If you just keep making the same mistakes over and over, the universe is just going to keep chucking it at you until you learn. Well, from a trauma standpoint, if you don't heal from your trauma, you're going to keep repeating the same story with other people that reflect that similar trauma, no matter what, until you've healed it. And I'm not saying that, you know, healing is overnight. It takes time. It takes time and you're going to have your moments where you're going to fall down and you're going to feel crappy and really shitty about, you know, something from the past. And that's okay. You know, like, it's okay to suffer through it. But the very first piece of advice that I could give anyone is you got to feel your feelings. I feel like too often we run from feeling those really uncomfortable feelings of sadness, anger, grief, heartache, loss. We skip past those because society tells us you have to be strong and, and be a boss. You know, whether you're a male or a female, you got to boss up and, you know, get it together and move forward. And that's true at some point, yes. You can't just sit in a victim mentality and never try to heal from anything in your life. I... I feel like there are a lot of people out there that have been through some very horrible things in life, but they don't want to heal from it. They just kind of sit in victim mode for the rest of their life and don't want to rewrite their story. Um, sometimes it's really hard for people, and that's completely understandable, right? But you have to try. You have to try to heal, and, try, and it's hard. Healing is the hardest thing you can do, and it's the most vulnerable you will ever be with yourself. So when it comes to breakups, like, grieve, you know? Like, you lost someone that you had a really good relationship with. I mean, it, whether it was good or bad, for a while it might have been good, right? Um, you're grieving those happy memories. You're grieving the potential of where it could have gone. And you're grieving almost this fairy tale that you worked up in your head for a long time of where this could have gone to. And the second, the second thing that you really need to do is 
you know, when you don't get closure from a relationship, which a lot of us, you know, never really do, um, it's very rare that you get closure immediately, um, very rare. In fact, sometimes it takes years for people to really understand and get that closure. But one way that can help with that is write a letter. Write a letter to that person saying anything and everything you've ever wanted to say to them. And my therapist told me, she said, you know, you can do this and then send it to them. Or, which would be scary, to be honest. You know, like, some people just don't want to hear from you afterwards. So don't, if that's the case, don't do that. Um, But if you really feel like you want that person to know those things and the way it ended wasn't too volatile, then for sure, you know, do what you need to do to be at peace with yourself as long as it is well received on the other end and you know it will be. Um, Or you can burn it. Super cathartic. Um, I said this in my video, if you live in California, please don't do that outside. (laughs) We've had enough fires. Um, Or cut it up, tear it up, do whatever you need to do. But get all those words out on paper or talk out loud, you know, like whatever you need to do to get those unresolved questions out of your system. Then the other thing that needs to be done is after you've done that, write a letter to yourself. You know, like if you think about it, when's the last time you checked in with you, especially during breakups? Like we're so consumed with what's happening all around us. We don't really reflect on what's happening internally, um, oftentimes as an escape mechanism from pain because I don't know if anyone knows this, but when your, emotion, when your emotions are high and you're going through, say, depression or sadness and grief, your body thinks it's in trouble, so your adrenaline goes up and it tries to find something to distract you from it, um, just as an automatic thing. So the best thing that you can do, and it's hard, it's really hard, um, is turn inwards. Write a letter to yourself of everything you've ever wanted that other person to say to you, but also write what you would say to you, you know? What do you want to say to yourself? And I think that's one of the best conversations you can have after a breakup. And I think the next and most important thing would be you need to do inner child work. And I've mentioned that to a few people in my life, and they kind of look at me funny, like, what do you mean, inner child? Well, we all have an inner us, right? An inner kid that has gone through something traumatic that is similar to what we're experiencing experiencing in a breakup. Like, if you've ever noticed, right? For me, the prime example is, for some reason, I tend to go for men that are emotionally unavailable or have trust issues. Now... It's funny because when I look at myself, I'm like, hang on, I'm dating people that are emotionally unavailable. Where in my life was there someone that was emotionally unavailable to me? And I had to sit down and get honest, and I swear, I sat down with both my parents, and I looked at them, like, separately, they're divorced, but I sat down with them and I went, where I go, did you guys ever, you know, neglect me as a child? Like when I was really young emotionally and they both said that they did in their own ways because their own marriage was suffering. And so when that happened, you know, like they were focused on their own lives. They weren't really focused on their kids' emotional health and, you know, back then, like twenty so years ago, mental health was not prominent. And parents aren't given a handbook, you know. Like they do the best that they can 
based off of how they were raised, if you think about it, and this will be like a totally separate podcast altogether, but we're raised based off of how our parents were raised, so they don't know any better half the time. Um, so anyway, so when I looked back at that, I thought, well, crap. Well, that explains why I go after people who are emotionally unavailable. I'm trying to fix my past relationships with both my parents through other people. It's a weird way to think about that, but it's true. Um, But everyone's different, right? So think to your relationships and see, okay, where's the pattern? Like, what's this pattern I keep repeating? Who are these people I keep dating? Why are they all the same? Why do I keep ending up in the exact same situation? Well, it's most likely due to the fact that you haven't healed from something in your childhood or your past. It doesn't always have to be your parents. Um, Most of the time it is, though. So essentially, that's how you kind of break through those relationship cycles. Or if you, for me, with the trust issues, I, I was like, okay, well, what, what's going on here? How come I'm dating people who don't trust me? Well, as weird as this sounds, it's because I didn't trust myself. So what I needed to work on was being reflected back at me, and it made me frustrated over and over and over again, but then it made me realize, holy crap, no, I've I've been that person. I've been this person that's standing right in front of me having trust issues with me. I've been that way in my past to someone else. So you just got to kind of keep asking yourself these questions. um, And it takes a while to get this self-aware. I unfortunately have always been this self-aware, a little too self-aware. But that is what has, I think, progressed me on my mental health journey um, the most. And then my second video, which is the most recent one, and I'll put like all the links and everything in my description of this podcast, but the second one is when you really suffer with depression and anxiety, right? The mental illness. When you go through a breakup, it's almost as if your whole world is crashing down internally. Why? Because you have this little anxiety gremlin that I like to mention in the back of your head being like a voice that kind of tends to try to pull you down. It's like you're swimming to the surface trying to get some air going, hang on, no, it can't be this bad. I need to get up and get some air and see things from a different perspective. But it'll make sure that you don't see it from a better perspective. It's almost like it has the wheel to your car of your mind and tries to drive you off a dead end. It's like it says dead end ahead, but it's like, no, we don't care. We're just going to go anyways. So that's just how it spirals um, in your head. And so when that happens, you and you're initially going through a breakup, like I said in the beginning, you've got to feel your feelings. You need to go through it. If you feel like crying, cry. If you feel like yelling, grab a pillow and scream into it. Do something to get your emotions out, you know, get them out of your system. The more you hold them inside, the worse it's going to be for you. And also, just remember to be gentle with yourself, you know? Like, I feel like too often breakups in today's society are looked at as, oh, well, everyone goes through one, you just need to get through it. But every situation is different, and we forget that everyone's emotions are different, and not everyone can handle certain things as much as someone else. Um, But you are on your own journey, you are on your own emotional health path, and If you feel like something like this has just devastated you, then it has. And your feelings are valid. Always remember that your feelings are valid. Be gentle 
with you. Do things to take care of yourself. If you feel like you're having a particularly rough day, that's okay. But just know you're going to get through it and it'll get better. The second thing that I suggest is have some sort of outlet. Um, If you're a creative person, you know, do something that helps you to express these emotions. Um, For me, I'm a writer and I have my YouTube channel and I have this, so that's how I get all this out. And in a way, it helps me heal because, you know, I'm helping other people, but I'm also healing as well just by talking about it, just by expressing my emotions and getting it out there. And the other thing that I definitely recommend doing is find ways to better yourself, you know, like, but don't do it in a, in a critical way. Do it in a way that, you know, what if there's something you've always wanted to get great at? Go ahead and do that. For me, um, I threw myself into my side hustle and I threw myself into writing. And I just thought, all right, I'm just going to really put my head down and focus and do this. But do it for you. Too often, people try to get revenge on their ex by trying to be better. And I'll tell you what, like, sure, revenge feels good short term, but it it won't in the long run because you won't be doing it for yourself. The most rewarding thing that you can do is to do something for you. Do something that makes you happy, that drives you, that makes you want to get up in the morning and go, you know what, I got this. And For me, that's this, and for other people, that can be anything else. Maybe a career you've always wanted to pursue. Maybe something you've wanted to study, a degree. You know, like, take the time to invest in yourself. And last but not least, therapy. Um, Or talk to someone you feel safe talking to. Because when you work through and heal through things in life, you can't do it alone. Um, And it's okay. You know, like, there are so many resources out there to help people with, you know, talk space and better help. And I'm sure there's a few more, but those are the two prominent ones that I know of. Or if you have a therapist, you can go to do that. But if you can't, there must be someone in your life that you feel safe talking to and that makes you feel safe. If, you know, if you're a teenager, maybe there's a teacher that you like to talk to. I used to have teachers in high school when I felt like I had no one. I had a couple teachers that I would go to to talk to because I was just so alone. Um, My depression was at its worst in high school. And when I went through a breakup at 16, it was like the end of the world for me. And um, I went to a teacher, talked to them, cried my eyes out for hours. But I just knew that someone was there for me to talk to. So even if you don't think you have anyone to talk to, I guarantee you there has been someone somewhere who has told you, hey... I'm always here for you. And it may be scary to talk to them. And it may be really, really scary to be vulnerable and open up on on how you're feeling. That's the worst part. Because have you ever noticed when you're sad and someone goes, Hey, are you okay? You just start bawling and you get really, really sad and start crying. That's because you're expressing your emotions. You're getting, in a way, you're getting called out uh, for your emotions. And your mind just goes, oh my God, finally someone wants to listen to me. So allow yourself to be heard. Allow yourself to be acknowledged. And the last piece of advice I think I can give anyone is just know that because this relationship has ended, everything happens for a reason. And we have to learn to accept the things that we cannot control. You can't control what someone does or says. All you can control is how you react to them um, and how you respond to them and what and how you feel. 
someone else isn't responsible for how you're, you're feeling ever. Only you are. You're responsible for your feelings, so you'll be okay. Um, it sucks now, let me tell you. It sucks now, and you probably think you're never going to find anyone like that person. Good. Do you want someone that has let you go like that? No. And if you're the person who had to break up with the other person, I'm sure you had a great reason for doing so. So trust and know in your instincts that you did the right thing. That's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like this, be sure to give it a follow and subscribe. New podcasts will be up every Thursday. And on my YouTube channel, new videos are up every Monday and Saturday. I will link my channel in my description. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram name is Beautifully Broken. It's B-E-A-U-T-I-F-L-Y dot B-R-K-N. And I post a lot of helpful things up there, um, a lot of motivational posts. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and I hope you have a beautiful day. Mm-hmm.